Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I'm Joel Pavone, and I'm with Sean Dutra. Uh, we're going to check in with Sway in a little bit. Actually, he's down in uh, South Beach. He's on location as the uh, Celtics are on the brink of elimination. Three games to nothing. All right, after a 128-102 beatdown against the Miami Heat. And I didn't see this one coming, Sean. <laughs> Not this game. I'm just saying in general. I didn't see you know, this series playing out the way it has been. You uh, know, like, I, I I would agree with you. I would agree with you. But now, like looking back on myself, I'm like, you stupid idiot. Well, you I mean, yeah, I mean, looking back, mile away. You know, I mean, you know? looking back on the takes, our takes, especially, right? Because even yeah. Sway was like, "What the fuck's wrong with y'all?" But like, <laughs> um, yeah, we we when we you look back on at least when I look back on my take, I'm like, yeah. Like I was, I was fooled. I was fooled again yeah, <laughs> for the cool. third for the third straight yeah. series. But uh-huh. I didn't expect uh, three games to nothing. Uh, I didn't expect to see, you know, the 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 lack of urgency, the lack of intensity, the lack of just effort in general in Game Three. Um, you would have thought this was Game Four, and they were down three nothing. You would have thought this was this was November basketball. <laughs> and even and even that is not like accurate because like they were balling in November like like the first like twenty five games like they were True. they were they were doing the thing and this and it's now it's just like these these stupid habits that keep creeping back in but then you 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 start to ask yourself but wait a minute maybe it's this is just who they are right I don't know I got I got like a million different things that are like going through my mind over the last like twenty four hours but I'm gonna be honest after game two. After the game two loss, after another uh, double digit lead, and you and you and you fall apart in the fourth quarter, I just don't understand like how you come into game three after the shitty performance at the end of game two, and and I think after game two I was like more so like, well, this is 
this is not good. Like, I, it, it could have been way better than, 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 than it, it actually was. But no, no. What, what, are, what are your thoughts, real, real quick, real quick before we, before we bring in Sway uh, on yeah, location? Yeah, Sway reporting, Sway reporting live from Wet Willies down there. Right? <laughs> 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 what you know about Wet Willies? Oh, no, 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 hey, no. Sean, real quick. Who put you on the Wet Willies? Uh, that would be you, man. That would be yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm thinking about your bachelor party right now, but go ahead, man. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I was just going to say, you. Yeah, at least Sway's in Miami, bro. Yo, you know, yo, like, clearly, clearly there's bigger this, things yo, going on Sean, better than basketball right now, but I get Sean it. Sean saw my feet for five seconds. He was just like, wait, wait, wait. This was the second. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. You didn't even have to show inside. I just saw the balcony, man. I was like, that's it. <laughs> What about care? I don't know. My initial thoughts are uh, fire everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just blow it up. Yeah. You, yeah. You, the, I don't know. The knee jerk reaction. I get it. Then you start to think about like everything. Yeah. See, my so my biggest thing, looking back on this whole thing, is I hate to do this, but I'm putting a majority of this stuff on just Joe Mazzula, man. Like, I, I just am. Because not necessarily the game three loss, but there was a moment in game two where we were down six points with 10 seconds left and we dribbled the ball up and we just let it run out with a Jalen Brown shot. Brad Stevens, Ime Doka, they're calling a timeout. They're getting a shot. They're trying to foul. They're, they're going down to the fucking wire. The fact that Joe Mazzula let that happen or decided that was how they were going to go out in game two and then carry over to just not showing up to game three. It's all tied together. He's not pushing any buttons that are working. He's letting the players walk all over him. I just feel like he's lost respect all over, and I hate it for him because I feel like on a different team, it could be a great first coaching opportunity and deserves to be a head coach somewhere. It's not on a team that has championship contention and, like, not to take anything off the players because they fucking suck, too. Um, but that's, like, the common denominator for me. Like, what's missing? How did this thing fall apart so quickly? It's because it was held together with Joe Mazzula duct tape, and that's about it, man. I mean, it's like the it's like the, uh, the cross your fingers and hope for the best. Yep. Like, that's just not gonna work every single time, obviously, right? And, you know, shame on us, right? Because, like, how many times has he been in a position to do something like that and, and put his fingerprint on a win? And he hasn't done it. But, you know, guys like Tatum, guys like Jalen Brown, shit, even Marcus Smart throughout the regular season, there were so many moments, late game execution, where they would come up big and he would disguise it as, oh, these guys are figuring these things out. Like, I, I don't, I, I want them to, to, to make that call. And it's like, yeah, but sometimes you have to step in, especially at the biggest stage, especially when you're facing a team that's seeing you, you know, best out of seven, man. They know your tricks. They know your tendencies. They know a lot of what Jalen and Tatum tend to do in those situations. And it seems like the Miami Heat, they got the best of these guys. Let's face it. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say that, you know, poor late execution and, you know, the Miami Heat, you know, got out, got out to a run that something's going to stop, which is like, yeah, but they weren't equipped to, to you know, handle themselves in those situations because they don't have a track record, a good track record in those situations. No other team in the NBA has gone to as many overtimes as this team. And, and that record is not 500. You know what I mean? That's just an example of how flimsy 
you know, yeah. late game execution is, has been for the Celtics. And, you know, we've been giving them the benefit of the doubt because why wouldn't we after we saw what this team did against the Philadelphia 76ers? Or maybe I should say Jason Tatum, right? I mean, look, if Tatum didn't do what he did, they don't get out of that series, right? And going into the Miami series, a disciplined team, a team full of guys that not only trying to prove themselves, but believe in themselves up to this point, because this thing has been in the making for the last two, three years, right? And then all of a sudden, you run into a, a, a flimsy, I don't know, maybe not flimsy is the word, what is it? Uh, just not mentally uh, tough enough. And unsure, and unsure. <laughs> yeah, like they're just yeah. not, especially in, co- in comparison to what the Miami Heat are, where they got guys, you know, one through eight, that are about that life, right? That, that believe in themselves and that can go off when they, when they're, you know, in rhythm. And the Celtics, I felt like whether, whether you want to call, whether it's the mistakes they make or whether it is them trying to chuck a couple, a bunch of threes in that, in that game three, which drove me crazy. Like once they went down deep, it was like, it was the fourth quarter and they had to shoot their way out of it. Like that's what the Heat want you to do. And then they hear Joe Mazzula say, you know, well, if you get a good look, if your first opportunity for a shot is a good look, then you should take it. It's like, I don't know if that's necessarily always the move because the Miami Heat wants you to do that. They don't want you to use all 24 seconds of the shot clock. You know what I mean? It was like the Miami Heat, and they've been doing this all series long. They've been using their tendencies against them. And let's face it, game three, which I envision the Heat having that game where everything's just clicking and they can't miss a shot. It was just the worst time for the Celtics for them to have that game because they were just not only were they, you know, the Heat sucked the life out of them because of that, but they're on the road. The Heat crowds into it, and this team hasn't lost in that building all playoffs. So I just felt like they just again they went to desperation mode and they just leaned on things that they've been doing all season long. Yeah. And Joe Mazzulla just sat back and watched. Like that's just what he what he what he does in those situations. And on, on top of that, that the Heat have been like the king of the comebacks this season, right? Yeah, yeah, they they, they barely yeah. won forty games, but like in the in the games that they were in, in the fourth quarter, they they always for the most part would come back. If they went to overtime, they'd most likely win that game as well. So, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of I think factors um, when it comes to like these two teams. They I think these two teams know each other pretty well. They've been it's been the same core for at least you know three or four years now. So, uh, and you know the the Heat didn't forget what happened last season. You said that last episode, Sway. Right. So. I know. Um, I don't know. What, what <laughs> dare I ask? What do you give the Celtics chance to? Let's just say win game four. Uh, forget the series for a second. Win game four. What, what's the chance? What's, what's the chance that you think you, you give them the Celtics? A hundred percent. You say a hundred. I say it's fifty-fifty, man. I, I say depending on how the first quarter goes. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, man. What I saw in game three was discouraging. Like I, I'm not gonna go out and say that these guys quit, but if people want to say run up the floor and check them on threes is, is, is their version of quitting, then maybe it is. And if, if the Heat get out to a big lead in that first quarter, I, I just, I can't, I can't see them not doing that. And if those shots aren't falling, then that's it. Like, that, that's their mind. I mean, like, I would be shocked if we don't see a, a bounce back game from, Mar- from Malcolm Brogdon, right? I'd be shocked if we don't see at least a 25-plus point game out of Jason Tatum, you know? So maybe that's enough. But in my opinion, it's going to take a lot more than that. You know what that I mean? would have been yeah. enough. That would have been enough. If, if we had a regular game from Brown, Tatum, and Brogdon, we win game three. Yeah, but see, I don't know about Eric that. Spolstra, <laughs> Eric Spolstra is, is someone that knows if you take out Tatum, then comes Brown, 
And then comes the entire Celtics team. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I mean, poor shooting night, poor shooting performance out of both of those guys. And they just panicked. And all of a sudden, well, yeah, Miami made a lot of shots too, right? We got to the don't have a that. coach that can run an offense. The thing is, no, they the don't. thing is, no, to, to piggyback on, on yeah. what Sway saying, this was the first game where the Celtics fell by double digits early and they did not know how to climb out of it. Like in the first two games, you know, the Celtics for the most part, it was, it, it kept, it, they kept it close. And then this, and then, and then both games, Celtics went up by double digits. And then you just gave them that little window and Miami, and Miami took advantage of it. This time around, the, the big run that we've seen in the first two games, it came when they were already by down, they're already down by like 15, 16 points. And, and then Miami was like, Oh no, we're going to put these dudes away like right now in the fucking yeah. third quarter. And that's exactly right. what happened. Like, the driving kick wasn't working, man. Like they were doing that constantly in, in in the first half, and it wasn't like they were getting their ass kicked, right? No. But the Miami Heat just—they're just not afraid of these guys, man. They're really not. Like it, it's gonna take a dominating performance for one of these guys, whether it's Tatum or Brown, just to get the ball rolling, and then that's when the whole that'll trickle down, right? That's when the whole team will believe. And and if that doesn't happen, no one really steps up. Not to mention the fact that Joe Mazzulla is not gonna go deep into his bench, right? Like shit. Like there's no one there that'll help anyways, man. Like let's Gallinari's back to hundred percent. There's no one on that bench that hasn't played that I'm like, oh, we need him. Like, like uh, you know. You know what, Sean? That might be true. That might be true. But if you don't even like give these guys a shot, what's gonna happen when the numbers are called? They're not gonna. They're not gonna be confident. Like Tim Hauser <laughs> hasn't sweat in like a week and a half. Dust them off and garbage time. And what are you gonna get? I mean, Peyton Bridge is gonna play his heart out, but yeah, like, outside like, of that, Blake Griffin hasn't seen the floor in like two months. Sure, you want to give Blake some Grant Williams minutes? Fine, maybe. Like, yeah, sure, but I mean, my thing is like, like, doesn't stop why, why are you? Right. Why do you I trust get, get these guys so much? Like, you get what I'm saying though. Like, get okay, creative. If, 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 if everything's Al, not working, right? If Al yeah. and Rob and everybody was just killing it, then we'd have no complaints, right? But it's just like, you no, know, Al's having the worst series of his life. Yeah, Al needs <laughs> to sit. Al needs to like, sit game four, man. I would sit out. Like, I don't need him. What what is he bringing to the table right now? Maybe maybe if you want to star him and give him the benefit of the doubt, that's fine. But like if he's not cutting it, pull these guys, man. Yeah, give give, ah, give yeah. Hauser some run. Give you know Blake Griffin, whoever, man. Like and people can say what they want about the whole Blake thing. I mean about the whole Grant thing and and, and poking the bear. Like I think that's that's right, man. Yo, look, at least yo. this dude had a sack. No, yeah. not, at, least, not at least he showed some heart, man. Yeah. Not, not only that, but if somebody like Jimmy, that Jimmy Butler needed Grant Williams to get him going. Then that says a lot more about Jimmy Butler than it says like about the whole situation in general. Like he you know, didn't need, it, he was going it, to go think, off regardless. I think it speaks to how soft, like you know, this team can be at times. Yeah. You know, Jalen gets asked about it. He goes, "Next question, like really? Oh, are you mad at Grant, bro? You mad because he's cheap fucking got into someone's yeah. face when that, you would never do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you that, ever that in was, your life seen Jalen Brown get into someone's face? Like no, no, like they're not a, they're soft, man. They're just yeah, that soft. was that was pathetic. That was pathetic. Jalen, Tatum, they're soft yep. guys. No one, man. no one rallied around that. Like no, no one came. No one. No one, no one the, the only thing they did was pull Grant back. Like, like, what are you doing? No, it should have been. Yeah. It should have been. You know what? Grant has a fucking Joel? point. Exactly. And you know what? To make things work, no one had his fucking back. No one. Not no one. One person was like, no, no one. Grant played a good game. Because let's face it, outside of that little mishaps, quote unquote, was a freaking good game. Yeah, that could have been. That could have been a grand game. That could have been a great game. And because the it teammates was, didn't rally around him in that situation, it just it just fell apart and looked like it was just easy to like to for the narrative to be oh Grant fucked up. Grant made made William also, made, made Butler go like, off, which is stupid. Me, but he's the scapegoat. Really? Let me put it let me put it this way too. 
Uh, oh, Grant oh Williams, that's why you guys lost that game. Like, yes, Grant yes, Williams exactly. does that. Grant Williams does that when Emei's the coach. Emei's jacked up, giving mm-hmm. Grant the biggest check. Yo, Emei would start that motherfucker after that. He would be like, "Yo, don't listen to the hype. You're, you're starting game three. Yeah, yep, right. your mother, yeah. He would. He would. So like, that's the. thing. He would have spoke about it after the game, whether they whether they win or lose mm-hmm. that game. He would. He would have spoke about it. And right. remember when? Remember when Jalen and, and uh, pushed Draymond when Draymond, you know, in the finals, right when. Um, he like pulled him down. I forget. I forget the play exactly, but like, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept pushing each other down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, Draymond, yeah. Yeah. and so then you know there was a lot of like chirping between not just you know Draymond and and and, and Jalen, but like you know Draymond and, and Grant Williams, right? To a certain extent, where you're just like, all right, you like to see that chippiness. You like to see that like you know, so showing some sort of like balls, right? Heart, right? heart, exactly. Like you, like you said, so like this, this. Why didn't I just carry over? Like why didn't I just, you know, spark something? You're at home, you're down one nothing in the series, and, and you're, like you're so scared of what Jimmy Butler will think, right? Right. Like, oh come on, it's Jimmy. You can't do it, yo. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck. Like that attitude is a loser a, mentality, man. Yo, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's a loser mentality. It's the it's mental. Like, it's oh, the mental oh. aspect, though. You you triggered him. It's like, why don't you guys trigger yourself? Like you're yeah. at the garden. Like, why didn't Kirk like, you can win? But even if they don't think like that, like they made they made the media think like that because they didn't they didn't say anything about it. They were just like, yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Grant does that. It's, eh, well, you know, next question. Like, no, one like, no one had his back. No one had his back. It's sad. It's a little it things died. like that. It's a little things like that. But you and know then, what? You know what else, man? And not to get too whatever controversial, but like it's stuff like that that makes me wonder. Like, man, is this locker room split? Like, are, but, are, are people? Are some people agreeing with with the way things are going, or others aren't? Are some people being like, I don't know, if Joe's the one, or other people being like, remember when Marcus was just like, um, you know, about Missoula getting criticized? He was just like, well, rightfully so. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I think, <laughs> to be honest, no, man, but he, he cleared he cleared that up though. <laughs> he was like, yeah. you know, because of man, yeah, he, he to me it was a. What do you yeah. call it? It's a uh, Freudian, Freudian slip. slip. Yeah, Freudian yeah, slip. man. Yo, so like, here, here's the way I look up the and, and by the way, he hasn't spoken to us since, but you can take yeah. that for the best word. I think yeah, <laughs> something, exactly. something's for you know, just like, Marcus, you're done talking to me. Yeah, that's it. You gotta, you gotta, I haven't you seen this dude since. But. Time out. Yeah. Um, okay. I think the locker room is together on one reason, on one thing, and that's not fully trusting Joe Missoula. That's the only thing they're all agreeing on. But I also over the weekend. That's what I that that's what I've gathered together. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 maybe not the whole team, but at least a portion of the team does not trust Joe. Right. And then, but I do think there's a huge split. Like there's like Jalen Brown. Unfortunately, I don't want to be right about this, but I don't think he's going to be long as a Celtic. Like I think he's going to force his way out, man. I just got that vibe now. It's like, like the writing's on the wall, right? Yeah. It's, it's and it's not anything to do with his play. It's buy-in attitude. Like situationally, he's in the best situation he could potentially be in the NBA, and he just like I don't know. We've gotten a we've gotten a half invested Jalen this whole postseason. Like people want to just crap on Tatum because it's like carryover from the finals. Nah, it's not a it's not a half. It's just this it's just a series, essentially. Like No, it's been basically all so oh, no, dude, no, no. Like the, yo, the Southern's wouldn't have an opportunity once. Yo, the Southern's wouldn't be having an opportunity to even tie Philadelphia if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Jalen and those three wins. And and the, at least the first two wins. Yeah. He was the MVP. He, he was MVP he was, against he the Hawks. The he was MVP against the Hawks and he was MVP for at least the first two or three games against the Sixers. Alright. 
How many twenty five points game points games does Jalen Brown have this postseason? Well, I mean, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, how many twenty five point games has Tatum had? Twenty plus, twenty plus, twenty plus, fine. But he's not scoring his average. And if you're going to be, what does Chuck and Shaq say all the time? If you're going to be the guy on the team. You need to go four or five points higher than your point average. Okay, so if we're gonna go for that narrative, because this is what this is what I this is what you love to do, right? You, you talk about Brown, and then if I bring up Tatum, then you talk about like Tatum hasn't been scoring his his average in the season. Now in the postseason, he was averaging over thirty points. He, he he didn't crack thirty points. Not even when he not even after the Philadelphia series, he cracked thirty points. Right, but he at least has had moments where he's been absolutely otherworldly. You've just gotten the same 20 points. Jalen Brown can sneeze, wake up, and score 20 points against any NBA team. That's all he's been doing. He has not put a single extra effort in. And I know Tatum struggled, and I'm not going to take away from Tatum's struggles or or talk it out of it. But, like, I think you can see Tatum's out other than last game and maybe moments, like, He's trying to get his shots up. He's trying to carry the team. His shots just haven't been falling for him. He's been doing a lot of other things. Jaden Brown is just showing up, scoring 20 points, turning the ball over four times, and leaving and not giving a shit about the outcome. That's that's the way I feel watching these games on mo- most of this postseason, and especially this Miami Heat series. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's my bias, but I just can't see him being happy in this situation Long term, unfortunately, I'd love them to stay. I'd love them to figure that shit out, but I just got this feeling, man. And I don't know if anyone else, anyone else feels the same way, but this no, ends horribly. Know. If this ends horribly, this series, man, I yeah. just it'll be a long summer, long summer, yeah. trying to figure out what he's what he's gonna do. I mean, I thought that going into the postseason, like if, if, if they don't get back to the finals or they don't win the championship, like you know, he's gonna he's gonna. Look at his options, you know. I, I think Jan's the kind of guy who um, believes in himself to be someone that could be the, the number one option on a team. I just I wasn't sure. Yeah, I agree. I just wasn't sure if he would take on that role now or win a couple championships first. I just feel like if the Suns win a championship and you give him the max contract, like it's hard to walk away from that, right? If that's the offer. Like, man, you can win a couple of chips and then you can go off and, and do what you got to do before you even turn 30. Like, that's, that's not a bad trade-off, right? Not to mention the bag that you're going to get, but I don't know, man. I don't know now because things, things, things are changing, you know. And, and if this other team is to bounce out, whether it's you know Tuesday night or Game Six or whatever the case may be, like and we have to really take a deep look in the mirror and be like, man, do we want to run this back? And I'm, I'm talking about Brad Stevens, right? Brad Stevens the, in, the, in the front office. Like, do we want to run this back? And if we do, is Joe Mazzulla the guy? Because if you no. ask me right now, no. he lost his locker room, man. You know. And I don't know if you if you get it back. Um, I don't know how you get it back, especially with um, with the makeup of this team. And you you can't really make drastic changes. And, and why would you? Right, a lot of these guys are under contract. And you look at the core of this team. Look at his rotation. You know, and, and you're wondering if Jalen is to stay. Like, who can get the most out of these guys? And but I don't that, think it's but, that, but that's just it, though. Like, that's a that's it. The problem I have with the, the narrative, like, oh, just bring in another coach. That's the fourth coach in four seasons. Like. Maybe they right. just, they're just not that type of players where they can motivate themselves. Yes. So, Joel, you're exactly right. But that's why the coach is so important. Okay. So, so you, so Brett, before, oh. no, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. So, so you, so you're, you and, and others who believe that, you know, it's time for Mazuda to go. All right. 
let me ask you this. Um, Ime, right? Last year, go to the finals. Now, is that a coach that you thought, oh, yeah, this guy knows how to how to coach heart, how to yep. coach. But, yep. that, that's, but that doesn't make any sense. You don't coach that. You either have it or you don't. That's what it is. You don't no, have but it. It's holding, it's holding players. Ac- yeah, man, holding them accountable, man. Joe like, doesn't do that. Like Joe, that turned, but that's that a different that, season around last year. But that's a different and, thing, though. That's a different but, thing. I'm talking about. Go ahead. I, let me just say this because I agree with you, man. That the players, are like this, is five, six years of this core. But we've seen them three different we, coaches, and it's and it's ended the same way. If it but, ends, if it also, ends, if it ends say, in four games or in five, whatever for the Celtics, it ended the same way in the finals. Before that, it ended the same way in the bubble with with Stevens. Oh, what remember, was thing, remember. What was oh, the thing with Brad, though. What was the thing with Brad? Everyone said, everyone. He he doesn't hold them accountable. He's too soft on the players. He's too much of a stat nerd. That didn't work out. You saw that team get to their, I think, skill potential, and that's make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, knock it over the hump because they don't have that extra, you know, push accountability. Someone pushing you every single okay. day, holding you accountable. All right. Emay comes in, they get over that hump. They no, get but then it, it took them how many games to get over that hump? That they hump, got, certainly. They got over it though. And no, they they, they, they really didn't. They didn't. The they didn't because they sh- they they shut the bed in the finals. You can't no, tell me that they didn't. That Eastern Conference. That pushed that team. Barely, bro. Barely. If <laughs> Butler makes that shot, we're not. We, we, maybe we're not talking about this. If if you know, a it lot was of, barely, bro. It was barely. They barely got by this heat last year. I'm so, so mad. I gave this team the benefit of the doubt, man. Now you guys, why? Now you guys see why I was so timid last week. Like, I'm just like. Well, also, Celtics team is just—it's just—they're just shaky, man. Like they're inconsistent. I mean, like, not, oh, like, yeah, they're inconsistent, but more so uh, when you challenge them, like they—they they wait to the end to bounce back. And, and but this isn't this isn't what I like. Real whole, like man, I didn't yeah. even get this far. I mean, they were able to like you know make up for some of their mistakes in the first two series, but you—we talked about this last episode. You can't you can't keep relying on like oh we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. This is the Miami fucking Heat that knocked off the fucking Bucks in five games. So, like, come on, yeah. dude. Like, this is. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon said it best, man. He said, during media availability, um, <laughs> real quick, we went to the, I went to the team hotel to talk to these guys. And it was Joe Mazzula and Malcolm Brogdon. Like, it was like, yeah, no, no one wanted to talk, which is, all right, that's fine. I get it. But Malcolm Brogdon said a lot. And I felt like one of the things that stood out the most is when he said, Defensively, I think we got away with things in the first two rounds that we, you know, we were lucky to get away with, but like they weren't having that here in Miami. And it's true, man. Like Tatum put that team on his back and, and maybe we oh. just like thought that that was going to like resonate throughout the whole team and snap them all into place. But why do we think that? Right. Like there, we saying. had no and reason just, to think that. And six quarters out of the whole like, series. Game six and seven. Like they weren't like team greedy wins, right? There wasn't like like the last time I saw the Celtics team put a win together that I'm like, okay, that's a championship team right there. Was Game Two against the Philadelphia 76 when they bounced back from uh, James Harden's crazy night? Yeah, and Tatum only had seven points. Yeah, I remember. Doc Rivers pushed Joel Embiid into the mix. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Tatum only had seven Um, points because it was a full team effort. Exactly. You didn't have to go off. Exactly. And I'm like, oh okay, like if this team shows up more often. Then that team's going to the finals because no other team in the East can can fuck with these guys. Yeah. But I haven't they seen those guys defense. since. Yeah, the Hawks. Guys since. Yeah, you're right. They played defense. The Hawks, the Hawks, and the and the Seventy Sixers just didn't know how to capitalize on certain situations. But that's not happening with the Heat. You're, they're they're capitalizing on every mistake that you make, and it's almost like they know you're going to make it before you even make it. 
So I, these dudes I, know their they, they 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 do their homework, man. You're right. You're, you're I, spot on, Joel. And they've been playing the same. Dude had a career night, man. It's like yo, every game is like yo, pick pick a guy who you don't think is gonna go off. He'll go off. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe Vincent in game three. You had um, uh, Khalid Martin in game two. Yeah, Martin. You know what I mean? Like yo, it's even, like, it's not even just Jimmy, man. Yo, even Duncan Robinson last game. Yo, how many times did he just take it to the rack on Tatum? I'll take it to the it's rack on, on Williams, on Grant Williams. Like, yo, like, really? Like, Duncan, Duncan fucking Robinson, yo? He's, he's back, man. Duncan back. fucking Robinson, dude? Like, come on, guys. Like, come on. Ah. Yo, I know, I know yeah, you, you, don't, you don't got a lot of time here. So, uh, give me, give me a final thought, Sway. What, 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 what do you see? I know, uh, you know, you, you got, um, limited time, limited free time, I should say. So, you know, your, your floor is yours. I'm going to just say it, it really goes back to Tatum and Brown. And I'm not saying in a way that it's like, oh, well, these guys have to combine for 70 points. No, man, they got to hold people accountable, man. They got to like, you know, if it takes the end of people's faces, sure, do it. You know what I mean? I, I just think it, the team's going to follow their lead. And yeah, of course, you know, playing at a high level helps with that. But shit, if your shot's not falling, do other things. You know what I mean? Like be demonstrative, you know, like I just haven't seen that out of these two guys and do it together. Do it together. You know, it's interesting, man. When I caught up with Kemba Walker during the uh, Atlanta Hawks series, remember he was there, he was in Atlanta watching the game. And I thought it was so interesting because at that time, right, this was like way before this, the, the, that series was anywhere near going six games or whatever. And it seemed like the Southerns are going to like take care, take care of business quicker, right? Than we, than we actually It was after, after game three, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, after game three. And he just like, I'm like, yo, this is it. Like, this is the championship team. He was just like, man, I'm just going to say this, man. Like, Kane and Brown have to do this. They have to leave, but they got to do it together. I thought it was interesting for him to say that. I'm just like, wait, they, I thought they, didn't they do that last year? You know what I mean? But to me, what he meant by that was like, man, like these guys are great in their own ways, right? We fi- we found out last year that they can exist. I mean, they can coexist with each other, right? But it's like they do things differently and it's just not a cohesive unit the way we envision it to be. Like, even when things are really, really good, and, and the whole team is involved, like, that's great and all, but when things are down, those are the two guys that have to hold people accountable, man. Those are the two that have to get the most out of these, out of, out of their teammates. And I feel like they, they don't, you know, they just really don't. Like, when things go down, they take matters into their own hands, they take turns doing it, and they're but just, they're not inclusive. And they're just too cool about it. Like they're just too- and they're just too cool about it. Like you, 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 you think you, you think after every game they're like, "Yo, man, we gotta talk about what happened." Like, no, man, I, I never got the sense that that that's the kind of relationship that these guys have. Maybe it's too late at this point, but they have to. They gotta be on the same page, man. And just a lot of times, I feel like they they're, they're not. Like you know, there's two seats up there. Like, why do they do the pressers together? Like, why do they like? I don't know, man. Like. Their relationship is just weird. Like, again, I don't think they, like, dislike each other. I never thought that. I don't, I don't get that vibe at all. But I just feel like they don't lead together. Like, they lead separately and hope for the best because of how much talent is on this team. And talent can get you far. But when you're going up against a team that has nothing to lose, like the Miami Heat or a team that's disciplined and, you know, handful of guys that are undrafted that are now making millions and trying to make a, you know, name for themselves, like, it's just a recipe for disaster. I guess it's like the Celtics where they just sort of like tailor made and, and, and they just feel like they can just outshoot a team when, when, when things are down. And when that doesn't happen, it's just like, Oh, well, shit. Like why didn't things go well when they've done it? No, that's been the case in the past. It's just like, well, that's not always going to happen. Your luck runs out. You know, when, when you don't, when, when the backbone of your team 
is he consistent? And is it on things that you can rely on more, like defense and creating stops, effort, plays? Like, those are the type of stuff that you can rely on. Because when the shots aren't falling, like, what are you going to do? Like, like that happens to everybody. The shots are going to fall every single night. And when the Miami Heat, when that's the case, like, they rely on other things. Whereas the Celtics, they just, they either turn to Tatum or Brown or they buckle. And in game three, especially in that second half, when the Miami Heat went out to the big lead and all of a sudden it was a 28-point game, they buckled. Yo, you know it's bad when when Al Horford is upset and no one responds. Like right. they're they're You're just right. like, all right, old man, like relax, like we'll figure it yeah. out. And they don't figure it out. They don't figure it out. If it, it felt like they responded for like a play or two, and then they're just like, oh no, man, let's just go back to what we were doing. <laughs> it's just like, no, man, yeah. like that's yeah. not it. And Al wouldn't even he didn't want to tell me what he said. Like, time oh off. no, he's not gonna say. But I mean. You did have some good quotes there, you know. You get you you asked you asked Al, and he gave you a good response. You you talked to uh, to Jalen, and, and Jalen didn't know what to say, but like at the same time, you know, he's just no, Jalen like, was holding back. I feel like yeah, that. but I think no, time. but I the, the the thing is though, right? I think over the years they've learned that he's like, like this team ain't shit, but I can't say it. No, 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 but not even that, <laughs> not even that. But I just I think the same thing, and the same reason why Smart's probably not talking because he's like he's like yo y'all y'all you know unleash me, and I'm gonna fucking say what I'm gonna got what I gotta say. And that's gonna like rip the rip the group apart, right? Something similar to what happened in the bubble, right? If I'm not if I if I remember correctly, if memory serves me right. But I don't know. I yeah, just that's like, right. That's I, the last time we saw this function for this. Team. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like you know if any anybody or whether it's Brown, Horford, or, or or even Tatum and Smart, obviously, like if they say if they give like like uh, a little bit, a little taste to the media, like. That might be curtains for them. Like it might, it's gonna, it's gonna, someone's yeah. gonna take it, take, someone's gonna take it, run with it, and then that's it. That's the, that's that might be like the the last nail in their coffin. And they're like, they're not, we're not gonna do that to ourselves. We've learned over the years, just like you know, try to keep this in house as much as possible. Right. So I don't know. No, the problem is there's no leadership. I think that's what we're all saying, and a long way to say it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's not one know. voice. There's not one anyone that's taking steering the steering yeah. the ship here. Well, because because the person, the person that is unofficially the captain when he says things people don't take it great right that's not good you know what i'm saying so why doesn't anybody step up and say give me give me that title give me the captain right do you remember when email when email was like remember when email was like we're gonna we're gonna pick two captains you know and everyone's like oh shit two captains oh who who wants who wants to be who's gonna do that and we and we were all sitting there trying to figure out oh maybe it's how everyone's like maybe it's smart and that conversation just went away. Like, it never happened. Like, E-May was like, I'm the captain now. That's <laughs> Yo, for like, real, man. Yo, like, yeah, man. You guys are too cool for school, man. It's weird. Yeah. It's really, it really Because nobody wants that. Nobody wants that, that that responsibility when shit hits the fan. I don't, see, I don't think, I don't think, I almost don't think it's that. I think that, well, if, if it's not the coach, there's no one that's a team that both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown fully respect. I feel like they have their crew. And Jalen has his crew, and Tatum has his crew, but they don't agree on who they think is the leader on that team. So if it's not yeah. the coach, and it's not either of them, then they're left sitting there. Well, that's a, well this is well, this talk. is why I don't think you know grip, grabbing another coach is a, is a necessarily the solution. Like the first of all, no, but first of all, who's what coach is going to want to come here? And be like, yo, they just gave Missoula uh, uh, an extension. They took the interim tag off, and three months later, they got rid of him. I don't want to go there because, like, it's just after one playoff series. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, done. That was, a, that was a big mistake. No, but I'm just saying though. <laughs> I'm saying though. What coach? What coach is going to want to do that? Why never mind. Do that? Never mind a black coach, right? If you if you want to take it there, right? <laughs> what black coach is going to be like? Yo, they just fired this dude after they took off the interim tag. 
and literally months later, because they didn't make the finals, he got axed. Like, nah. I don't want to well, go there. I mean, Joel, if you want to go down that route, you know what people are going to say. Exactly. Why, why you got to fight the black guy? Exactly. Right? Look at, look at, you know what, you know what, you know what kills me? <laughs> you know what kills me? Look at the Bucks. The Bucks right now, they're finalists or whatever. They're all white coaches, right? But that's okay because it's the Bucks. But if it was the Celtics, they're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to narrow it down to like, you know, a bunch of, uh, just white coaches and white, Stephen A's, first, Stephen A's going to be the first one to be like, why, why didn't they give an opportunity to another black coach? They tried with two black coaches and, and whatever, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Now we're gonna go back the white route. Like that's I'm just saying. Yeah. Like that's just and that's, that's why he made you doka. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still he's still on that on that soapbox. He's still on that soapbox. Yeah, bring so. back Eme. Fuck it, I don't care. Bring back anyone but Joe Missoula. That's that. We'll like see. it's that, it's, un- it's unfair. It's unfair to him. Back. Once Joe Missoula brings this team back from the dead. And we come back and we're in a game seven. Then we'll all be singing his praises. There we go. You, you especially. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'll, I'll kind of, uh, kind of got the chills a little, a little bit while I was talking about. Hey, we're not done yet. Not dead. Not dead. We're not dead yet. Like that little smart man, like, like yo, don't fuck with us. You know what I mean? Like it was almost like it was almost as if <laughs> it was almost, almost like, like Kevin Millar. When, he, when he gave you honest that, like, okay. Alright, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he he saw, on his he neck, saw, like, something like that, like. He saw it when like, hey, hey, like, looking at everybody in the eye, like, hey, we're not dead yet. No. <laughs> like, the way he said it, I was like, yeah. When, when I, Jimmy, when Jimmy did the timeout thing, the way, like, like, oh, Horford oh, did? That's not gonna sit well out, bro. No. Yo, I was watching that play over and over and over, like, yep. yeah, watch, 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 I'll have a big game. 1000%. Yeah, and, I, I and then, and we'll right the, to win. Brother. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not worried about Al. Going one for whatever from the three, you know, in game four. Believe me, I was gonna have a good game. Yeah. No, I am. I am all for factual statements, and they are not dead yet. But they better fucking prove it in game four, man. That's all. Yeah. They better come out and make that shit up. Like we talked about game two. That's what this game needs to be like for. Seriously, like, I better see. I better see. Um, I better see Pritchard starting the fourth quarter in game for for the right reason. In game four, <laughs> right, it's, right. it's like no, a five point game. Just unleash them, like yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I heard, I heard for the white reasons. Did you mean to say that? Or? Uh, maybe because I, I give me all, give me the Freudian full white Freudian slip again. Get Cornette. Topic of the show. Get Cornette. Get Hauser. Get, get like, what happens to all the white people? You know, like, you know, we used to get one or two, but I haven't seen one since garbage time. Nah, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> You know, you know it was bad. He's right, though. Bro, you know it was bad. What happened to Hauser, man? What yeah. did Hauser do to, 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 to get no, 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 no. I didn't for like the last say seven that. games. Don't give me credit. Be like, yeah, yeah Sean. No, that's a good right. point, no, Sean. I didn't fucking say that with a white piece. Sean, no, you know. Right you said for the white reasons. You said for the white reasons. That's what I heard. Oh, I heard yeah, the white man. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. All right, Sway, yo. Uh, we're, Great take, Sean. We're going to get you We're gonna get you out of here. Yo, right about that, Sway. Right about that. Quote Sean on that. You know, play the tape. But uh, yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna let you go. Causeway Street, uh, Causeway Street hoes. Uh, what happened to the white man? Episode three twenty one at the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yo, Cornette, Cornette almost scored in double digits. I mean, no, no, he did, he did. <laughs> I, think he, I think he had eleven. I think he had eleven. He had eleven. Yeah, yeah. That and he scored. Cool. And he scored a dunk at the end when when Miami thought that they were done, like they weren't gonna they weren't dribble out the clock, and then they got booed. <laughs> Missoula's about to start Cornette in game game four. Anybody but Robert Williams is gonna give Cornette Robert Williams minutes because he's still freaking good. Yeah. All right, so wait, yo, uh, happy birthday. Uh, have fun out there. Don't do anything oh, uh, I wouldn't do. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe. 
and uh, oh, let's see shit. what happens with these Celtics. <laughs> let's see what kind of uh, birthday gift they give me, man. But I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I guys. was gonna Thank say, you. yo, did I miss your birthday? Yeah, you're good. We'll celebrate when I get back. All right, word. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What day is it? <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. Let's do it. All right, we'll see you in game five, bro. See you in game five. Hell yeah, that's the mentality. All right, folks. All right, I'll yeah. see you then. Later. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. It's it's um, there's just a a lot of a lot of um, what ifs or or like why didn't this happen? And then and then it's all of a sudden it's like uh, all the uh all the mis mishaps that happened during the season. It's like, well, well, then this is why all this was happening. No, like, come on, like, cause, yeah. I mean, obviously, look, I said at the beginning of the episode, my my. Uh, my Celtics in five take was 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 awful. Probably the worst take I've ever had on 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 this uh, podcast. But like, in terms of like the the million and one narratives surrounding this team up to this point, you know, as for me, it's been like wow. Like you know, bear bear with me here because in, I like it would have been great for Sway to hit, but I knew Sway had to had had to go. But like you know, Gary Washburn, like I'm a that's that's Sway's boy, right? And and, and I know he'll he'll say uh, Sway will get at me when he hears this, but. Um, I'm a fan of his writing, but sometimes some of his questions that he asks after the games, yeah, you know, I'm just been like, like what? He had a tweet last night that you know was like, I'm paraphrasing. There, there's some issues in the locker room. That that's what he tweeted out, right? So obviously, someone that's been on the beat, Boston Globe for X amount of years, people are gonna run with that. Like, oh, yo, he must he must have heard something or saw something. I believe he was one of the ones that heard like the. The, the the scuffle or whatever back at the bubble, right? He heard like yeah. things being thrown. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't exactly make out exactly what was being said, but he knows that, you know, furniture was being moved, right? Back at back in the bubble, right? Um so he goes on TV to like break down his take or or explain his take. And I'm like, all right, I, I gotta hear this because maybe he has some inside shit. And all I heard out of his mouth was maybe. Maybe the Celtics stopped believing in Mozula. Maybe the the players think that they they were better than they actually were. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe Brad should have replaced Will Hardy and and, and Damon Stoudemire and and even Joe Mozula, right? Because essentially those are three assistant coaches that Ime had last season, okay? And it was just like that's your like you don't have any concrete yeah, reporting. Where, where's your sources? Like, where's your so- yeah? I talked to a source, right? Like. Or I talked to someone in 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 the in the in the locker room or something, and I'm like, that's your maybe Jalen Brown is, is, is you know it seems like Jalen's holding back his his truth and it's like what what like come on man like you can't you can't like say things like that and then when you when it's like all right you'll clarify that and it's just like uh well I think maybe it's because of X Y and Z and then you got your your favorite reporter right Brian Windhorse okay mm-hmm. another dude. And this is this is this is what and and I use this this term loosely. Reporting, right? He reports that all of New England is outraged and want Joe Mazzulla gone. Like, really? You don't say. Like all the Celtics the like the Celtics <laughs> the Celtics listen to the fans? They listen to the media? They're like, yo, they're, yeah. the media and the fans are saying we should get rid of Mazzulla. So that's that's what's gonna come down to. If Mazzula loses his job, it's because the fans and all of New England essentially are outraged that Mazzula was given the head coaching opportunity or the interim tag was removed 
or whatever it is. So, so if we're gonna go like the maybe route, I got I got one because I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's that complicated when it comes to this 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 roster in general, this core. And it's, and it's crazy, but maybe, maybe the Celtics, you know, they've been beat in three straight games. Maybe there is no dysfunction. There is no grand old conspiracy. Maybe they're just they're just a soft finesse team that rely on three point shooting. Uh, they have no no mental toughness, no no sense of urgency, at least what we've seen, right? And we've seen that again with with Brad Stevens in the past. We saw it to a certain extent with Ime. You know, at least at least for a good half of a season last year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like, like if you if you bring in a fourth coach in like four years, and we still see the same thing happening, then what? Yeah, I think to your point, your maybe prediction is like more solid than Washburn and uh, like maybe maybe it's uh, not it's not so it's not some yeah it's not some crazy it doesn't have to be some crazy like there has to be some sort of strife but in the locker room. My only thing, my maybe only they thing just was, maybe they just got beat, bro. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. They just they're just they're just getting beat. Sometimes the better team doesn't win. And you could run it back and expect bringing some you know more tenured assistant coaches around Joe and and. Figure out, bring a defensive guru on the squad to get the key. Like, maybe there's a couple of things you can change. But I think the Celtics probably look at it like this. is like, we made the decision and handpicked Ime to come in and do the things that Brad wasn't able to do, right, for this team. And then we got the rug pulled out from under us. We had to panic, choose Joe Mazzula as our coach. And mind you, and mind you, you know that they spoke with Jalen and Tatum. Yeah. And, and they all Marcus said, Bart, yeah, and they said, yeah, them. we yeah. trust this dude. He's been here the longest out of all the assistant yeah. coaches. He was, a, you know, uh, uh, someone that Brad really trusted, right? And I, I, I brought it up at the time when it happened, man, and I know we were sort of joking about it, and you were like, where's your sources coming from? But the Damon Stoudemire thing, man, that was... That was a. I I feel like he I don't felt- understand. I don't understand. Like no, you're right, but I don't understand how like he couldn't finish the rest of the season. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. That that was the thing that I was like. I feel like he was sort of like one foot out the door when he didn't get the head. I coaching gave it. Job. I gave it no, but I gave it. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I was like, you know, maybe you know, Georgia Tech was like, yo, like we got to start recruiting and all that other nonsense. I get it. I get all that, but then. And that's then, recruiting and then, to be like, oh, that's my coach on the ABC right. <laughs> on the NBA Finals. Uh, and then no? you see at the beginning of the playoffs, uh, Stephen Silas was like hanging around the R-back center. It's like, oh, that's that's a great sign. So why didn't they just have him as that consultant? Maybe not bring him on like 100%, yeah. but like have him around the team. Remember remember a few years ago when they – um, who did they hire? And they had someone as a consultant, someone that's – It was uh, the dude from um, – wasn't it Vogel? No, no, no. I think they're right now they're talking about like Vogel coming coming back as a, like one of the, as an assistant, but I, I think he's obviously he wants a head coaching job, but um I thought Vogel was on the bet. Was it Vogel? It was somebody somebody that I we somebody that we saw but like yeah, somebody that, that we saw like in the stands were like, Oh, that's kinda interesting. Like, I don't know. Maybe Frank Long I don't know. The Celtics do need a former player. To be, yeah. you know, an assistant, right, and the lead assistant, because you essentially, yeah, you're right. You didn't, you didn't replace Damon Stoudemire. You didn't replace, you didn't replace Will Hardy. You just, you just was just like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna and go with Missoula. Kind of like when Missoula was the last voice in the room that everyone really had to listen to. You see the like, I, I would love to see the record after Stoudemire left. 
I don't even know if that's like. If, <laughs> I would have to. I can do that, but it's going to take me a little bit. But yeah, I can do it that. Just, it just <laughs> seemed like since that that was like what March maybe. I want to say it was March? like I think I want to say it was like right before the playoffs. So like it's like who would want to be hired at that time though? Like I don't know. I I don't I think it was. I remember we were talking. To or, or, or is it even is it even possible to hire somebody at that late in the season? Right before I think it, no, I think you I, no, I I don't think you can really replace at that point. I mean, yeah. you can bring in a consultant or whatever, like they probably did, but I don't know. Either way, all all I'm saying is this: from a Celtics perspective, the hand picked Ime, and they got the rug pulled on after he pulled that shit. They panic picked Joe. Well, that maybe not panic pick. Just were like, okay, well, I mean, this is we, days. We really can't pick anybody else. At this we're talking point. about days yeah. before training camp, right? At yep. this point, so I totally get it. They they went with Missoula. They went with the guy, and then things are going great. I still don't think they 100% wanted to move the interim tag, but that whole thing about him being the all-star coach. You know he was going to get asked that a million times. Like, oh, why why do you think you're you're still the interim coach and not the head coach? I just just think, Best, you know, record in the league and so on and so forth. But then then maybe, okay, so then I'll take it one step further. Maybe they should have really shot for the first seed and dealt with Miami in the first round. Would it have even mattered? Who knows? But. Who knows? Yeah, man. Or maybe Atlanta could have taken care of. I uh, mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other way around. Atlanta could have taken care of business. We could have just played the Heat. Uh, or they could have taken whatever. No, what yeah, no, yeah. Like if Miami, if Miami, just, Miami would just, just beat, beat Atlanta, Atlanta, they could have yeah, had yeah. to sit out the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Beat them. Yeah, uh, face them as a second seed in the first in the first round. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah. what you're saying. But um, I just think that Brad Stevens knows the type of coach that he isn't. That's why he brought in Ime. Missoula's was under Ime and coached with Ime, but was obviously now we're finding out the exact polar opposite to what Ime was as a coach. But you know what I think it is too? And again, maybe he didn't want to just completely do the same exact thing as Missoula. So I think he was like, we're going we're gonna to be more off- offensive-minded and uh, shoot quicker threes and, and more threes and, and – I mean, you finished the regular season, you know, top five in both offensive and defensive uh, ratings, right? Like the only team to to do that this season. So what went wrong in the in the, in the postseason? Like, why is it just you're, fo- you're solely spanking? No, but you're you're solely banking on offense, and you only play defense when like your your backs against the ropes. Like, and no, that's yep. I don't know. When things slow down, you figure out if you have a plan or not. And obviously, we don't have a plan. And you know what? Or, know or, or you show about. yourself who you are. Yeah, I know we've been talking about Missoula for a while, and I, I know, I, I mean, that's it's where I land after every time I talk because I know the type of talent that Tatum and Brown have. But so he's right too, and you, you get it right. Like Tatum and Brown need to figure this shit out and stop being a bunch of bitches and play together. You guys are super talented. Learn how to figure it out together. Yeah, like don't like pass just... each other the goddamn ball. Like Jesus Christ, they're doing that thing again where you're surprised to see Tatum pass it to Brown or vice versa. It just seems like 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 get know, each other going, not... get the rest of yeah. the team going. Like you know, say what you got to say during a timeout, and you know, it doesn't have to make you don't make don't make it seem like it's personal or don't think oh maybe they might take it personal it's like yo this core has been together for so long and it's just like you yeah. know like i don't know like figure it out like but yeah. but don't figure it out like after a loss like figure it out like right now yeah <laughs> figure it out right now yeah or pretend that you're gonna figure it out you think you're gonna figure it out like just figure it out like be the 
the championship contender that you guys be the change you want to see, right? There you go. That and be the championship contender that you guys thought you were all season long. All season long. Like, look at the Heat. The Heat, they've been together for X amount of years since Jimmy Butler arrived there. They're about to go to the finals for the second time in in four years. Like, come on. I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, of the failure. I'm tired of this uh this laissez fair. Ah, I, I I feel like they play like that. We're gonna get a championship one of these times. It'll break for us. We'll yeah, just yeah, keep we'll playing. Just, yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. It's just depressing to watch. Like I get it. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I get it. This has been like an odd postseason in general, like around yeah, the association. Overall. But if this was not the best opportunity for you to at least get back to the finals, like you think, you think Milwaukee's just—they're not going to make any changes. You think that? Dude, just... that's the story of <laughs> that's the story of this freaking team. You look at the bubble; everything broke well. You just beat the, and you got the Laker. Oh, okay, well they failed, right? Yeah, yeah. The next season, okay. Um, the next season was the the Bucks winning it all. So you went up against the Bucks. Okay, you got knocked out. What? Right? That was that was what it, what it was. Last year you had Murderer's Row of Kevin Durant, friggin' which you swept. Giannis, you, yeah. and then the number one seed. You bounced back from three two, and then the goal, Giannis. and then and, and then you, you you actually showed up for the competition, and yeah. then this year oh twice they were they were down three two right back to back series yeah. yeah. This yeah. year has probably been the easiest path for anyone to get to the finals, and they're going to choke. Well, yeah, no, no, come on. They may choke. <laughs> okay. They've choked to this point, right? They've choked to this point. We're still winning four in a row. God damn it! Four so, so you're on, you're on the, uh, you're on the big poppy uh, wagon right now. The big poppy advice that he's giving to the Celtics right now. I'm on the. You know what he, you know what he said? Have you heard? You heard about this? Uh, we might, no, we might as well I, just I, we might as well just jump into occasion missed it right at this right. at this juncture. The wrap up the way we wrap up every episode here on Causeway Street with in case you missed it. 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 David Ortiz. We all remember right 2004. Yeah. Four days in October, kid. Which I can't believe is going to be almost 20 years yeah, from of that. Pop. You know what? I may watch that shit. Like just, just right. Tomorrow. right I may just, pop in the DVD. Yeah, everybody should watch that shit. Yeah, every Celtics fan should watch that right before, right and before game, game so, four. And you know what though? Probably don't watch it because then you're gonna watch that team and you're gonna see the amount of balls that fucking team had and just how you knew they weren't gonna fucking lose. And you're gonna be like, this is the exact opposite of what I'm seeing from the Celtics. And then we're gonna <laughs> be depressed before the game and then all that shit. Yeah. All right, so so Big Poppy was at a um, a charity golf tournament, right, on Monday, and of course they would ask, "Yo, what's good with the Celtics? What do you think? Can they pull off what the what the Red Sox did back in '04?" And he said, uh, "Quote, yeah, there'd be no better time than this one for that to happen. If you do it in basketball, it's got to be the same city. Yeah? Being down three zero, you got two choices: you either quit or you go back out. In professional sports, once you get to that point, there's no way to quit." Once you get there, even if it's even if you're down 3-0, you're not thinking about quitting. You're thinking about, okay, I hit bottom. I got to go step by step. I cannot try to win three games at once. Right? So one essentially, time, one at a time. You're just asking, you're just asking to win, win, win a game. Win game four. All I'm, saying, all I'm saying is this. You don't let them win tonight. All right? You let them win tonight. See, who's the, who's get, the Kevin Millar of this team? Yo? Yeah, but then you get, then you get, 
You're back at home for game five. You got Tatum game six coming through. Game six, Tatum waiting there. And then anything happens in game seven. There you go. That's the pump up speech you need. There you go. That's how it happens. But who's giving that speech? Though? Who's the, who is the, uh, the Kevin Millar of the, of the Celtics right now? Brad Stevens. He's going to kick in the door. He's going to just come door. in the door. <laughs> he came with a bottle of Jack. He's like, all right, everybody take a you shot. Listen, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've had it with y'all, motherfuckers. I usually don't do this. <laughs> but y'all made me, you gave me no choice. Uh, just break. Nah, man. You bring Kevin Garnett back in for that shit. You bring Kevin and Paul in. Yo, That's what you need. But we fucking talked about this shit months ago. Pierce was like, Essentially pleading with Kevin, like, yo, we got to go back and, yeah. like, talk to these dudes or just show up, make appearances. And KG's like, yeah, 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 no, I feel you. I know I know, I know what you mean. I, I get it now. And it Kevin's hasn't like, happened once. Nah, Kevin's like, nah, you, you got to get it on this bet MGM money, Paul. It like, hasn't happened once, bro. It hasn't yeah. happened once since. Since, the, since that, 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 oh. that epic conversation that they had with, with Smart, with, with Tatum, and with Brown. It hasn't happened. Yeah, I. Uh, but should we blame the former Celtics no. of the past? That, oh, why don't y'all come down? Oh. No, these, these new Celtics need to figure it out. And if I'm the former Celtics, I'm like, I look at this team like, I ain't put my name on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to waste my time traveling to Boston for that shit. I don't think so, man. You know? <laughs> oh shit! So, like, do something on your own, then I'll come fucking co-sign. Yeah, you know? we, sh- we shall see. All right, in case you missed it, um, I felt I find this this a little bit weird that it dropped today. But Carmelo Anthony uh, officially retiring, quote <laughs> from the NBA after 19 seasons, even though he didn't play a single game this season. Yeah, it's like it's like you you see that the Celtics and the Lakers, both teams you were kind of connected to, linked to earlier in the year, uh, are down three nothing, and you're like, well. You know, one of y'all should have picked me up, and then maybe y'all wouldn't be in this situation. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's thinking that. But for him to drop this, like, before the final start, and you couldn't wait until after, I don't know. But, yeah, he's retiring yeah. after 19 season. He's the uh, number nine scorer in, in league history. It's uh, one of the one of the most all-time, you can't fire me, I quit moves. Like, right. Yeah, no one really wants Yeah, anyway, he finishes fine. with uh, 28,289 points. Um. You know, he's, he's calling it, quote, bittersweet. The time has come for me to say goodbye to the game that gave me a purpose and pride. So that's what he's saying. Ten-time All-Star, uh, one of the top 75 greatest players, six-time All-NBA. Probably borderline, borderline top 10 best NBA player never to win a championship. Wow. Yeah. He's up there with, you know, with Chuck. I mean, you got Chuck. Well, you know what? No, you know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe like top fifteen. He didn't have a lot of playoff games. He didn't play in a lot of playoff games. Yeah, but you're number nine in the league in scoring, man. That's why I'm giving to like. I look at I look at him, and I look like I look at him, and I compare him to Tracy McGrady, and I feel like if Tracy McGrady was able to stay healthy, and like he would have, and and I think he would have. Probably averaged or scored just as many points as Carmelo Anthony did. Yeah, but there's a, exactly. a difference between being injured and just you know not leading your team to the postseason on a consistent basis. Yeah, but basis. I mean, hey, hey, do you look at him on those on those when 
There was there was a run there with the Knicks. If they could just build a team around him, he was in the playoffs every single year. Not that they were a championship contender, but he was he was legit. And then obviously on those Nuggets team, he was young and immature. I mean, say what you want about Carmelo, like loser type player. Uh, he's more he's more in my opinion more of a selfish. Went more for the money instead of just getting letting yes, letting letting, uh, letting a team actually you know. Build around you financially, right? Oh yeah. Well, that's why I went to. Um, I went to New York. I went to New York in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Or, or resigned in New York. Like he could have. He could have gone to. He could have gone to the Bulls. But she should have gone to the Bulls. And maybe Wade even goes goes with him. Um, definitely an all time um, Olympian in terms of uh, yeah scoring and what well, yeah three gold medals he played in four. For Olympics, that's right. yeah. I don't know if I don't know if anybody's gonna is gonna top that. Not even not even LeBron. I don't think LeBron's ever going back to the Olympics. I think he's he's like I'm good with that. Yeah, unless he goes with Bronny. Oh, Bronny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Should be interesting if that that does happen. But so yeah. So congrats. So congrats to uh, to Melo finally calling a career. Um, pretty sure he is his uh, his pride was hurt a little bit not being called or even like. Well, even like giving a a tryout or a workout, so to speak. But anyways, uh, I mean, before all these all these all these stupid people try to say, "Oh, well, is Tatum going to just turn into a Carmelo Anthony type? Never win anything?" It's like, yo, Tatum's won more than Carmelo Anthony. Tatum's won more in the first five years of his career than Carmelo Anthony has ever won. So shut the fuck up, because that narrative was starting to creep around today when they heard that 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 news. So yeah, yeah. don't. Fucking dumb. Yeah. First of all, Tatum plays defense. Let's just let's just begin there. <laughs> Done. Yeah. All right. In case you missed it, last week we spoke about Mr. John Morant and um, you know uh, being suspended by the Grizzlies. Another video with him holding a a gun allegedly. Um, NBA is still investigating that whole situation. So I guess a, a suspension. In terms of missing games, is it's is likely it's pending at this point, but um, according to Yahoo, Nike, who um, they were gonna release his hunger sneakers like series or collaboration, they were gonna it was supposed to drop this week and on May twenty fifth. The shoe is no longer is appearing on not only the Nike website but also at the uh, on the Finish Line apps. Um, you got you had people like like Michael Wilbon, for example, say that he's not allowing his son to wear Josh shoes anymore. So, wait, wait when did Josh get his own shoe? <laughs> well, he was a, he was about to. That was that was the whole thing. It was like Tatum. Tatum had his own so first, Wilbon, his first shoe. Wilbon's making that shit up then, because he never had a Josh shoe. Well, he he's just saying that he's not allowing him to wear the shoe. If like yeah. if they were if this if the shoe drops, he's like he my son's not wearing the shoe. You know what, Joel? If you ever get a shoe, I'm never gonna wear your <laughs> shoe. Okay? If that ever but, happens, but I'm not. I'm not waving guns in the in the, in the strip club, bro. I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying that Wilbon, like, I'm not, no, you know, you're not. I'm not going First on off, IG how live. Is, how old is Wilbon's child? That dude's like seventy years old. How old is his child <laughs> that he's telling him not to hey, wear his hey, shoes? Hey, look, look. If Robert De Niro can have seven kids, and his seventh being born at the age of what? He's in his fucking seventies, eighties. You know, Wilbon could have as many kids as he wants as well. 
What? He had a he just had a baby in two thousand eight. What the hell? This dude's Wilbon. Yeah, it's just 65 years. Like, okay, all right, all right, you know. I mean, he's got that ESPN money, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, it, was, it, it wasn't It was naturally born if, yeah, okay, yeah, it was. What was it, in vitro? Via a surrogate. Ah. That's, where, that's what comes up. But, uh, well, maybe he, know, maybe he had relations with this with this, this said surrogate. You never know. I can't. <laughs> You know, I mean, wait. Even, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, this rumors get started. I'm, 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 I'm bullshit. I don't know what the fuck. Even so, 2008. That's the kid's 15 years old. Okay, I guess he's into the sneakers. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fine. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 Dimitri issue for you, my, my, my son. No, no, I, just, no, no. I just, I started laughing up when he said that because I was like, wait a second. I don't think John Morant has a shoe. First off, and how old is your 40 year old child? He said he's he telling he's, him he's, that yeah, no, can't <laughs> he said he would not. He would not allow him to wear. It. You're still living my under my roof. You are not wearing that man's shoes. Uh, yeah, I just assumed it was a grown man. I will buy you. Telling. I will buy you hundreds and hundreds of pairs of anybody else's shoes, except his. Uh, so. No, he's got a 15 year old boy. Okay, yeah. and that I guess that story checks out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. I take this for for whatever it's worth, but to make matters worse. Have you heard about the the, the strippers from uh, the first incident back in Denver that or we're, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, Ja, uh, how he, uh, quote, clearly is begging for attention? No. But, you know, you always trust a stripper's word for. Yeah, no. I mean, yes. It's like, I mean, said stripper was, uh, you know, I don't I don't <laughs> foresee stripper. I don't foresee Michael, any I don't Michael. foresee any. Uh, <laughs> Don't foresee any apology anytime soon. He's a boy, according to one uh, one dancer that told the New York Post. Because you know, of course, the New York Post sent someone out to Denver to be like, "Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get the uh, the quote, we gotta get the uh, the uh, the exclusive here." Another stripper said he's beg- he's clearly begging for attention and trying to be a set baller. He's he should be banned from all clubs and get his NBA career taken away. Given our countries, given our countries, oh, but listen to this. Given our country's current circumstances on gun violence. Oh boy, yeah, I know. Well, I wonder who was the lucky reporter that signed up for that assignment. Oh, I gotta go. Like, like, yo, Jim. He got he, he, Jim gets a text from Jim. Jim at the post was like, yo, I need you to go out to Denver. <laughs> I need you to go to. And isn't 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 that same strip club called uh, Wet Willies, by the way, out there in Denver, or something oh, Willies? I don't, I don't it's something know. Willies. I I, I forget. Willies. I remember. No. I remember talking about this. You know, what kind of strip club is he going? To? Something Willies out there. I remember it was that <laughs> Wild Willies, something out there in, in Denver. And it's like, yo, I need you to go out there and talk to all the strippers that were that were in attendance when Jaw was there with the gun. I don't care who it is. Yeah, talk to everybody. It's definitely that one dude who hasn't contributed all year to a news story, and this he's, story broke, and he just stands up in the meeting. He's like, but wait a minute. Did anyone interview the strippers? <laughs> all right, fine. If someone's not going to do the hard-hitting journalism, I will. All right? I'm just, I'm just going to need to be reimbursed. Can, can, can I get that? <laughs> can I expense this? I need to expense this trip. I got to go undercover, okay? I can't, <laughs> I can't go in. I got to know. I, I got to let their guard down. I need a bunch of, I need a bunch of ones. <laughs> I need at least seven hundred to eight hundred one dollar bills. Okay, that's it. If you really want the hard hitting facts of the story, fine, Jim. We'll expense that for you. You better have good quotes. You better have good quotes. Oh, he's like, I'll have good quotes. 
Oh yeah, the best quotes eight hundred bucks can buy you. You know, I need a hotel room. <laughs> I need a five star. I need my Uber to be paid for when I get off the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know. <laughs> but he came back with those zingers. He's like, you know, the editor was like, "Yo, what?" You another, guys, another you dancer. Guys talking about gun safety in the United <laughs> States. No, no, what's even? No, no, no behind the scenes. He's like, I thought, that was, I thought that was my best quote, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's like, hey, I thought she was really, she was really on it with that. You know, you know? she's in, she's 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 studying, you know, world science. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she 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 told me she watches CNN every day. Every day, <laughs> every day. Another another dancer said, "Quote: I just wonder about how he's still on the team." In quote. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make this shit up, bro. Can't make this shit up. You know what they could have done? They could have gotten those same quotes by walking into a barber shop right next to the New York Post. Nah, and man. Just- They've been like, yo, what? Jim, what you guys think of John Morant? And just, there you nah, go. Jim, Jim from the post said, I'm going to need <laughs> to expense this. This is an important trip. If you want me to get the hard-hitting quotes, the hard-hitting, you know, straight-to-the-point quotes, I need to go. Yeah. You need to send me over there. First off, if you want me in the right mind Denver. to get these quotes, I, I got to fly first class. Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't like, know how I would fly like, yeah. coach. Like, if the, if the Denver Nuggets are still playing against the Lakers, you know, far into the season, I got, I, come on, guys. Let me go to that game, too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a, this is a really, uh, a multi-layered, uh, <laughs> undercover journalism piece. First, I got to, first, I got to get the strippers to trust me. Then I got to ball <laughs> out and bring them to a Lakers Nuggets game. Okay. <laughs> I got to do it. <laughs> so, you know, then when I get their trust, I'm going to get these hard-hitting behind-the-scenes Like They got to see me for a good, like, three or four days straight. So they'll be like, all right, yeah. this, dude, this dude is not undercover. He's not a cop. He's just, you know. Like, if they he's if just, they he's just a creeper. like, once I get there and they're like, oh, Jim's here, then I know I got him. Yeah, then I'm in. Then I know I got then him. I'm in. Then I'm in. Yeah. Then I'm going to pull out my tape recorder, you know, do whatever I got to do. Then I take him to the take him to the Nuggets game and boom, what <laughs> boom. do you know? Now I'm we get there. those quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what the fuck is this? This is the worst fucking report I've ever seen. This, Jim, this Jim. trip cost us $2,000. <laughs> you were in the fucking VIP lounge at the fucking Pepsi Center? What the hell? How did you pull that off? Oh, he's like, that's what happens when you walk around with strippers, man. You get into the fucking night spot. I had limos and everything. I mean, did I say limos? Uh, uh, Ubers. So, moral of the story is... We, uh, we're all Jim. We're all Jim. We're all, you know, just trying to look for that. Yeah. Trying to look for trying that, that you know, hard hitting story. The hard hitting story and the uh, not to blow an opportunity to go to a strip club. Yes. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yeah. And on that good note, for you, Jim. And on that note, good for you, Jim. Jim, you represent, you know, a little piece of all of us. <laughs> That's going to do it for this, uh, edition of In Case You Missed It. Check us out on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up uh, CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics playoff coverage that hopefully doesn't come to an end abruptly. But, you know, if it does, it is what it is. Um, subscribe to our Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash Causeway for our exclusive content on uh, Causeway After Hours. We got, you know, our after show podcast. Sway just dropped season th- the premiere of season three of his one-on-one with Sway Podcast. Premier. 
with uh, a legend, Mike Gorman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Celtics for over four decades now. So go check that out. That's patreon.com slash causeway to subscribe. And final thoughts? What do you got, man? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me something. Tell me something good to look Celtics forward to. Celtics and seven. Celtics That's and all seven. I got. Celtics and seven. Okay. Don't let us win tonight. All right. You heard it here. You heard it here. Until next time, whether that means the Celtics are still in it or not, we'll see you soon. Later. Peace.